Welcome back to Setting the Screen, everyone. Uh, Jeff Needs Help production. Uh, tonight we've got a it, – it's actually – it's kind of a groundbreaking show for uh, Jeff Needs Help. So I've got my uh, – you, you guys all know my partner tonight. we got Stephen Gillespie with us again. Stephen, how are you? Man, Jeff, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> this is my first ever movie review. We've been doing a couple of the Marvel you know, installments that they've been doing on Disney+, and that's been – really fun and i'm just so glad that i get to work with you on, on this project today brother yeah this is cool so so what we're doing tonight it'll be my first official movie review on jeff needs help it's uh, we're doing mortal kombat uh the the 2021 mortal kombat not it not the other two uh the maybe someday yeah um it just kind of it's, it's kind of a phenom a couple weeks ago it comes out you know, blows up across America, has a great debut weekend. So, uh, you know, honestly, Steven thought it would be a great idea. He's pumped about the movie. Thought it'd be a great idea for me and him to get together and, and do a review. So essentially that's what we're here to do. Talk about uh, a super fun movie uh, is what we're talking about. Uh, not, it, it may not win an Oscar. It may, I don't know. You never know, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. And I think a side note to it, it's, um, you know, movie theaters are starting to open back up. So this movie actually had a movie theater, you know, audience, which is, you know, that's just kind of neat. So a lot of people got to see it in the, the actual movie theater. So getting back to the new, the new normal, isn't that what everyone says? You know, it it works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever that is. I don't, I don't know. It's just a fun thing to say, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's easy to just, whatever happens, you just say, ah, it's a new normal, new normal. (laughs) That's how it is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna talk. We're gonna break down this movie. We'll get into it like we do. You guys know how we do it. We'll get carried oh, away yeah. on one thing, and 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 you guys always know by by the end of this, we may like the movie better. We may like it worse. Sometimes we don't know where it's gonna go. <laughs> no. We kind of we kind of uh, just let the the bus steer itself and and see what happens here. So um, without that, we'll get started. We're gonna try and keep some sort of a. Uh, semblance of structure here uh, I don't, you know anybody that's uh listened or watched to any of the stuff that me and steven have done so far we uh, we try to stay on topic but if uh something good takes us takes us away from that, that that's totally cool also it's it's structured but we try to keep it organic too you know like if the, if something good comes up that we didn't necessarily have you know premeditated coming into it we won't just deflect it and run away from it you know we we delve in and yeah. hash it out yeah, so uh, so so here we go. Let's let's see how serious. <laughs> you know, I, I think for the first time in, in a long time, though, Stephen, we don't have to. We may not have to dig into like bigger stories in the and over. You know, I mean the and overarching tones of the show. We may actually be able to just talk about this and have a little bit of fun. I'm uh, so excited, man! I'll yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I am too, man. I am too. So here we go. Let's let's start off here. We're going to talk about. First subject, cinematography. So basically, okay. we're just going to talk about how the movie looks, how it sounds. I guess not how it sounds, but you guys get the feel, the overall look of the movie. Which, Stephen, the fact that you put this on the list first, I'm guessing you have some thoughts on this. So uh, you, uh, take, you kind of get us started on cin- cinematography here, and then we'll, we'll talk about some higher points of the show. Well, I feel like this one and this topic would resonate well with you because I, I've listened to you know how you critique the shows that we've done together and you know, listening, I've listened to you talk about other movies too. So I'm kind of curious to see what I felt about the movie's cinematography compared to you, because, you know, I, I respect you and, you know, you kind of um, inspire me to look at movies in a different, more um, deeper <laughs> manner. Just say it more critical. 
more critical. Well, I mean, you look at it more deeply, you know, it's not just face value because sometimes I'm just like, this movie is good. <laughs> you know, like that's where I, I typically tend to live. But um, I've tried to step my game up, my game up being around you. But overall, I felt that cinematography, I mean, going to the opening scene where you're at, you know, Scorpions, you know, village and the the fighting in that area. Well, first off, you know, it's, it's Mortal Kombat. So you're going to have blood work. And I felt like yeah, that was pretty so cool. Go my ahead. First surpri- my first surprise was that they leaned into it because when I turned, I, I, you know, full disclosure, I turned this movie on because our chat room at the Off the Ball Network, which me and Steven are both a part of, you guys just started talking about how great this movie was. So I just click on it. Like I had no expectations. I hadn't watched any trailers or anything. And I was really kind of blown away by immediately, like how much they really leaned into, you know, true mortal combat, you know, as far as the, the, you know, the, I don't know if you want to call it gore, but graphic violence sure. and things like that, which uh, to me, you know, that, I thought that was really cool. You know, do, you know, to, you got to be fair to the video game. So, um, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought that was neat. I thought they, re- I thought they did some cool stuff right off the bat. Um, yeah. I mean, you got, um, an origin story, which, you know, we love a good origin story. Uh, well, hang on. We got, um, Josh Gilstrap saying, can we agree on this? We need a prequel with the, uh, Shirai Ru and Lynn, Co- Lynn yes. Kuehl feud. Am I saying that yep. right? Lynn Kuehl feud, basically the, the scorpion and the sub zero, yeah. villages feuding with each other i'm all for a, a prequel sequel side stories yeah, whatever i didn't want to tip my hat but i'm in like I'm, before, I'm invested before i know we're gonna talk about ratings at the end of this but i will say this with whatever they come out with i'm in like if it's a prequel it's sequel if they want to do a sequel then a prequel i could see no less than five movies coming out of this easily Ooh. and okay. you know josh uh more combat yeah. universe type thing coming out yeah, uh, Josh Gilstrap, host of the Your Next Favorite Movie podcast, knows his movies, and he he loves. I guess we want to Quay Quay. Thank you, Josh. I think, um, and he knows his. Uh, if we want to call this martial arts cinema, you know, mm-hmm. he's a he's a fan. He's actually he actually turned me on to um, the Raid, which one of the stars of the movie was in that. That's okay. a huge huge cult following of a movie. So uh, Josh knows his stuff. So I um. Just want to put that there. Everybody go check out his uh, podcast too. It's it's thank you, Josh. Yeah, awesome podcast. Yeah, he's killing it right now. So um, so yeah, I thought it. I thought it looked great too. I mean, I was re- I thought <laughs> how they worked in some of the stuff early with the ice. You know, they that, yeah. that right off the bat. Um, it, so the ice. I want to touch on that when Sub Zero or uh, Bihan is his you know human name before he goes Sub Zero. So when Bihan at this time is you know kind of conjuring up this ice it doesn't look like it's necessarily fun but he has kind of built a tolerance to it you know like you see blood yeah on his hands when the ice is kind of breaking through so it's not like you know i don't know how much movie twilight you've seen you know with oh, the Edwards and the Jacob. so you know that my biggest critique of those movies i haven't even seen them all but i've sat through them you know because i was interested in dating my used to be girlfriend now wife mm-hmm. and she was into the movie so i'm like okay i'll sit through this terrible movie and the biggest problem that i had is like when the werewolves turn in the werewolves it just seemed like like this like oh i sneezed and now i'm a werewolf like it's not yeah. a grotesque transformation it, well you could imagine like a human you know conjuring or yielding wielding ice it wouldn't be a pleasurable experience and so 
as a human, like you see blood forming on his hand as he's, you know, forming the ice and then retracting it. There was consequences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so we've actually, this is, this is pretty cool. We've got a couple, (laughs) we're, we're, uh, we are overwhelmed with awesome podcasters tonight. So we got Josh uh, Gilstrap checking in and helping us out. And we got a special guest. Uh, we have Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. Hi, how's it How going? Are you? Good, hey, what's going on, Josh? Yeah, so, Josh, you just dropped your Mortal Kombat podcast yesterday, correct? Sunday? I did. Yeah, it was supposed to come out on Friday, but I was very busy. Well, we, 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 we know how that goes. We understand. <laughs> so, hey, I appreciate you coming on. We haven't we haven't got to meet or be on the show yet, so this is awesome. Yeah, thanks. I'm looking forward to hooking up with you. Yeah, it's great. So um, let's do this as an interview. Then let's let's ask let's ask what what he thinks of the cinematography for the movie. Then yeah, what do you think of the look of the movie, the cinematography overall? I kind of know because I I got a chance to listen to his podcast this morning, so I'll try not to tip you know tip his hat too much. Yeah, I've I've yeah after like listening back to the episode too, I feel I feel like I feel differently. I think it was shot beautifully. I think it looked phenomenal. Um, but. There, I mean, it's not like a flawless movie. Oh no, no, no sure, pun intended. Sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, uh, when you, when you have that much CGI in a movie, there's always there's always going to be issues. I mean, that's just the facts of it. It's it's tough. And you brought up a lot of good points. You know, when you guys were talking about about there there was quick clips and stuff, and you think that maybe they they essentially just shortened the movie for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how much they shortened or if anything they took out was any good, but there is definitely <laughs> spots where it's like that that was not how the scene was intended to play out. It just jump cuts to like something happening and it's like that wasn't going on 2 seconds ago. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, it did seem like there was probably some clippings left on the cutting room floor, right? Like it seemed like um for one instance, you know, where we jump from Gary, Indiana, and then all of a sudden we're in a plane. You know, when Kano is saying, like, "Oh, I have a friend with a, I have a friend with with a plane," and then they're in there just mid-story <laughs> when when Lee is waking up from this dream. So I could see that being one of those examples, with, as you were just saying. I'm wondering if it's like things that needed to be reshot, and then they couldn't reshoot it because of COVID. So they're just like, oh, we just have to snip it out because the audio sucks or, or, and we can't ADR it because we don't have like a reverse shot or something like that. Fair point. Right. And I think a good decision they made as far as that is, I think sometimes movies, we, you know, I don't, we're all comic book movie fans here. And sometimes they, you know, get caught up in, we, we need, when you worry about everything looking so perfect, well, what you wind up was a two and a half hour movie. And I think if this movie goes another 20 minutes, it's it's a different movie. It's you're like oh, okay, that was enough of that, enough of that. Um, sometimes shorter is a little better, and I thought this movie was right at the limit of how long I would have enjoyed it. When I watched it today, I looked at the time. And I think it was one thirty nine when the credits start, and I'm like, I can live with that. I, I think that's a pro. If it goes to two hours, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go back and be like, well, they gave me everything I needed. This is an end game. This is Mortal Kombat. Things <laughs> move quickly, and hey, we all play video games here. That that's how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm the oldest one here. Like, we, there was no cutscenes when I was playing Mortal Kombat in 1995. <laughs> it was it was pretty choppy. And but, then you level up, and then you play the next person. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So, <laughs> but I thought the like the colors of the movie looked really good. It just had a nice hue. Yeah. Um, just to me, and I thought they did a good job of you know when it was um 
you know, when, when one person was on screen, it looked one way and another, they, they gave it a, the feeling of a, you know, a difference there. Uh, I thought the, the ice I thought looked awesome. I thought they did yeah. a great job with all the ice stuff and the fire stuff, which is hard to do sometimes because these actors are, have imaginary, <laughs> you know, in their hand. But I, I thought that came off well. Yeah, they're basically LARPing at that point, right? So I want to ask, and I'm sorry, jo- it's Josh, correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This is our first time meeting. I just want to make sorry. sure I get it right. So, Josh, do you do you remember the first live action Mortal Kombat and then Annihilation as well, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, we, did, we did Mortal Kombat on my show a couple weeks ago. Excellent yeah. stuff. I, I'm going to have to go back and look at Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... You you kind of have to kind of it's a little bit of self infliction of pain, a little bit of self torture to go back and watch Annihilation. So when people kind of are super critical of this movie, Josh, and I mean some people are more critical than than I am, and I think I went into this not expecting Jeff, like you said, in game. But I remember back to these first installments of the movies, and one of the characters, Mataro, you know the kind of the the centaur you know, half man, half horse guy with the, with the horns on his head and all that. I just remember going back and watching that movie and just thinking, Oh my goodness, this is bad. <laughs> or when, you know, Shao Kahn turns into a dragon and then Luke Kane turns into a dragon. And then it's just this, a giant claymation of dragon fights. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my goodness, that was so rough. But looking at this mortal Kombat movie, I felt like the powers that everyone had, you know, I, we're going to get into the characters here soon. And in the analysis of how we felt like they did, but you know, the, even some of the characters that a lot of their appearance was CGI, I felt like they did a good job with the overall aesthetics of each individual character and their use of powers. Yeah, everyone looked amazing. And everyone's yeah, like, question. there was no point where anyone used their powers and it was like, oh, the budget ran out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything looked, everything looked fine. Like the only real problems with these movies is where like the fight scenes could have been a little longer or a little better choreographed. Yeah. And um like like we said, like things seem cut or condensed. But I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean you're watching an hour and forty long uh hour and forty minute long movie. Like it is exactly what it should be, basically. It, it, and it you didn't waste that out. much of your life. So like <laughs> I said it on my show, I was like, it's not like this movie will and is doing poor critically, but audience wise it's doing just fine. Yeah. And it's like it's it's not going to be an Academy Award style movie. Like what what type of performances are you expecting out of this? It's it's people that are going to cut each other's heads off. Like it's not it's not Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and the I, first installment of it too. You know, and, and I think too that well, well we'll move into the actors, but I think one thing they did was that they understood that this movie is something that's actually going to have a much longer shelf life because of the way they chose to go about it. They you know you can make try to make a really good movie and make it more quote unquote realistic and all that. There's a lot of good actors in this movie, but it is mm-hmm. not going to have the, the shelf. Life. Even, even the original mortal Kombat's got, it still has watching ability because they went in on it. And this show I think is to the max. I'm thinking like, you know, in 20 years, people were, this is still a show that people will watch because they, they, they played to their audience. They gave their audience what they wanted to see. Like there was no, there's no reason to try them, you know, to broaden your horizons on Mortal Kombat, give people an awesome movie and, you know, let them watch it. Yeah. I thought the CGI looked really good. It is mm-hmm. hard to do. Like, especially what was, um, that's a character. Is it, is it Gorg, Gorgon Gor- or Goro, yeah. Goro, the forearm gentleman. That's a hard fight to pull yeah, Prince off. Goro. You know, you know how they did that, right? 
No, I don't know how they, they had two. Pe- they had two people fighting as one person. So they had an, an upper bo- an upper guy and a lower guy, and they were both operating at the same time. So you want to talk about how hard it is to choreograph two independent people to move as one being? That's insane. They had so two they separate- used like motion capture. It wasn't. Correct. Oh, I thought I assumed it, maybe that's why it looked a little better. Wow. So I, I have more appreciation for that now. Wow. Yeah. So that was two independent people operating as one person fighting against you know, Cole here um, as, as the new character. And we're going to get into the characters again. I I have a tendency to want to dive into the characters <laughs> first, but the cinematography is an important aspect of, of any movie. Josh, I'm sure you agree with that. So, yeah, absolutely. So what do you guys think of like, we'll call them the settings, but essentially they're the, uh, the, the level stages. What do you guys think about what they, how they chose, you know, th- you know, where they fought and, and what would that look like? Even though we didn't get a tournament, um, you know, there, there was definitely stages, you know, the farmhouse yeah. stage, the, the, the cave, the, the frozen gym, I mean, the which bridge, was, yeah. um, you know, how do you guys feel about that, Josh? That frozen gym was awesome. It was pretty that good. was insane. I think the only thing that didn't look all that great was the part where Jack's fights, uh, general Roku. Gen- yeah. Cause like it was fine if they had done what everyone was expecting them to do, because it looks exactly like the stage from Mortal Kombat where yeah. you can fatality somebody by uppercutting them and they fall into spikes. And they didn't do that. So like the CGI did look a little off there when they were zoomed out, but they weren't zoomed out all that often. Um I, yeah, I thought that de- I thought all the desert stuff looked good, all the city stuff looked great. Uh like when Sub Zero was attacking and launching all the uh like hail balls at oh every, yeah yeah car chase i thought that all looked amazing i thought that looked really good i mean for this budget of a movie uh josh did you say that it was like 20 million dollars is that correct yeah yeah that's what i had heard and then i heard 50 but <laughs> anything under 100 like a yeah for, for sub-zero to look and act as flawlessly as he does yeah that was impressive. impressive for for a lower budget movie because he looks incredible yeah, I thought all the characters did well. And even before you saw them like as officially Mortal Kombat characters, you, you could tell who was going to be who based off of their wardrobes. So I kind of like that little um, foreshadowing. I thought the Outworld was pretty dope, too. And that was another one where it felt like, you know, Josh, you were talking about a lot of the cutscenes that they could have done more with Outworld. But I really feel like a lot of what we saw and the stuff that we were left wanting more, I almost feel like it was intentional because like I said, this was the first installment of it. You know, they're kind of testing the waters. How much are people going to appreciate what we're doing before we, you know, commit to doing a second or a third or spinoff movies, prequels, even, you know, I felt like this being the first installment kind of testing the waters I felt like they did everything appropriate that they should have done for it being their first movie in order to see what they can do moving forward. Yeah, I feel like that is a good idea too. Like especially when you have a movie where you are using like a limited budget. The budget was 55, which still isn't a lot for a no, movie. No, not not like for this. this. Especially with a movie that has good CGI. Yeah. Usually when you're dealing with a movie that has like a 50 million dollar budget, you're like, "Man, that looks like garbage." <laughs> yeah. But, my overall take on this film was this, I, and I said it in our episode was the same way I felt walking out of Venom, and I love Venom and I love Mortal Kombat. Um, and a lot of people like hated Venom, but it was a risk. It was a lower budget movie for a superhero movie, especially a character that is completely CGI. 
and I walked out of it going, that was okay. And I feel like if it does good enough, the sequel will be a lot better. And yeah. I feel the exact same way about this. This movie wasn't amazing, but it was fine. It was good. Yeah. And if, and it's clear they've already announced it's made enough money to get a sequel. Yeah, without a doubt. And that means the budget is going to go from 55 to probably 120 million at least. Because yeah. people are going to want to make money off of this too. And then it's going it, to, the sequel will probably be a lot better. I mean, Venom 2 is coming out later this year. I'm hoping that is a lot better than the first let one. There, let there be carnage. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah I need I need a carnage in my I life. love I, carnage. I, I can't wait. But um, so we'll, we'll move to the characters and actors before I, before I do a 45 minute carnage <laughs> <laughs> podcast. So, um, We'll talk, we'll talk about a few of them here. You got, we got some classics, but let's talk, first of all, let's talk about uh, Cole Young. Thank Dr. you. I, I, I'm glad you wanted to start with this one first. Brand new, um, you know, brand new storyline, um, you know, new, new powers, like every, everything is a completely made up character, which is, which is odd for a franchise to do. So since so you want to talk about Cole Young, tell us how, what, what do you think about Cole Young, Steven? So, Another thing, and Josh just got done talking about the risk. This is a pretty significant risk because when you put out a movie that's based on a video game that has such an elite following, Josh, you don't know me, but I'm in the military. I'm in the Navy. I work on submarines and we don't get to do a lot outside of being on a submarine. So one of the, you know, one of Submariner's favorite pastimes is playing Mortal Kombat against one another. Right. So there is an elite following of this video game for them to break away from what the first two did. And I think what a lot of people did was they expected some of what we saw in the first two movies to be in here. I'm so glad that they kind of veered away from that and introducing not only a new character, but a descendant of one of the best characters in the entire franchise, I thought was phenomenal. I love the fact that they did that. It was risky and I know a lot of people were are saying that ah, you didn't have to really be too invested in him. Again, I think that was intentional because this, like we like we've been saying, is a risky movie. So putting in a brand new character in a brand new Mortal Kombat movie, a rated R version at that, that's huge as well. I thought that they did a good job with him. His skill set, it kind of his suit felt a little bit like what we saw with Chadwick Boseman's, you know, um, that felt like a direct rip off of black Panther. I'm not saying they ripped it off, but man, that was that skill set was very much like absorb the kinetic energy. You can redirect it, you know, whatever you're hit with, you can dish it right back out, you know, to the 10th power or whatever. And, um, I felt like that was, I don't know. It, it felt like it ad- adequately represented, who he was as a person, right? Like he was, he was this prize fighter. He's not where he used to be. He, we heard it say throughout the show, you know, you're used to getting punches. That was told by his, uh, you know, the, the, tr- the head guy at the, the UFC facility that he was at. It was a little confusing though, because they really didn't explain how good he was or why he had the drop off. He, he, he almost seemed just a kind of a little, like he's a washed up, UFC fighter, but we don't yeah, know. Yeah, but his lot wife was totally on board, which is odd. Usually, it's you know you've got to stop. For, this. Good for him for having a you know a. a yeah, his wife and daughter's like, nah, go get beat up. You know, we're 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 totally cool with it. Your career's going down the toilet. It was the support system behind Cole was really impressive. I'm not absolutely, lie. absolutely. And then so you know his uh the the promoter of the whole thing was was letting us know like all you do is get beat up. You know, he gets beat up in the fight. Then Kano 
it's like, you know, what, what if your Akana is, you know, getting beat up by a hat, you know? So like, <laughs> he's always being told that he can't fight. He's always getting beat up. And lo and behold, the Akana, which for anyone who doesn't know, the um, an Akana is basically the symbol. It's a gift from the dragon of Mortal Kombat, right? And uh, it's your special power that unlocks your abilities in the Mortal Kombat tournament, which again was another cool thing that they did instead of just saying, these people just show up and they have powers. They've always just kind of existed like this. I kind of like that aspect too, but Cole was a, a guy that I could understand why people didn't like him. He kind of felt like the main character in the Pacific Rim movie, which I didn't like. I felt like Pacific <laughs> Rim was good without him. And I could see where people would come along that same mindset with Cole here. I personally found him endearing. I thought he was great. Um, he's very likable. He's strong. He is, you know, he kind of steps up to become the leader of this team. And the fact that he's a descendant of Scorpion, I think, adds a little bit of, uh, you know, likability to him as well. Yeah, I was kind of hearing her there with him. I, di- I didn't dislike him or whatever. Uh, it was, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, I'll take – and I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat, like, player. So, you know, I honestly, when the show started, didn't know anything about him, like, that he was new and all this. I actually kind of learned a lot, of, a lot of it from Josh at his podcast. But um, so, but I thought it was pretty cool. I th- I, I liked – what they did with his with his power with the wrap like it symbolized the wrap of the uh what was it the knife or yeah and his you know the the wrist tapings and yeah so that that was all right it looked all right it it, um was what it was i i liked i liked how they used it as far as like in battle i thought that looked pretty cool his fatality Uh, on goro was dope yeah, I liked his wife and kid a lot. Uh, I thought they were they did a good job acting. So I, I bought into like his family. So, you know, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, I, I was I was down with it. He wasn't the best part of the movie, but I thought he was good. Yeah. Yeah, I could have taken her or leave him. <laughs> that, <laughs> if he had turned out to be like the new Scorpion at the end of the movie, I, I w- it would have sat a lot better with me. Oh, yeah. Like, let's just have that. Like, you're a descendant anyways. Like. If well, like once Scorpion got his revenge, like if he had like absorbed him and became mm-hmm. the new Scorpion, I think that would have been cool or like a cool setup, especially since like he isn't a character from the games, right? And I wasn't too impressed with his powers, so I was like, yeah, like his fight with Goro was cool, but that like, was an incredible fatality. Yeah, yeah, and one thing I didn't like was just now this was a, just a choice by the movie makers. I didn't like in the slower parts, like in between fights and stuff, how his his wrap or whatever, his body wrap kind of stayed on. I thought it just looked like it. I was like, it, sh- it should have kind of went, came in, came and went rather than just staying on him. Like the whole time it reminded me of, um, if you guys ever saw leave extraordinary gentlemen, um, uh, Mr. Hyde, yeah. when he would just had that, like obviously fake, like foam suit on. <laughs> the whole time. And this is how I felt about this. I was like, I loved it during the fights, but when he was standing there having a conversation, I'm like, dude put a shirt on something like you gotta cover up like <laughs> you look like a mummy because everybody else you know their power comes and goes like that's how it works like you know if scorpion went out to dinner in full scorpion garb it would then it, it would be odd you know <laughs> so it, it kind of that was just a choice they made that i didn't love but that's nitpicking that's not the end of the world kind of stuff but um so who was your let's stay talk about some other characters here because we know we got to talk about <laughs> you got to do Kano next. He's let's talk be- about Kano. Let's talk about Kano. Uh I, I okay so I dislike the guy which I I am supposed to dislike him and but I don't know if this movie happens without him. No, I think it no. really <laughs> really really needed him a lot. I don't know 
I mean, that guy sold out, was all in. I thought that one of the best moves was early on when he gets his face, you know, almost scratched off. I just thought that was cool to show like the damage. And um, I thought that was a, I thought that was one of my favorite parts was that kind of basement scene with, with all the different things. And you really got to know three of the characters and it's, he, he was definitely very, very necessary part of the show with the, um, Josh brought up a good point though. Like <laughs> if the stereotype is continuing, like, are we supposed to think that all Australians act like this? Cause I doubt that they all act like this. <laughs> I well, hope that they lady do. he knew that flew the plane. She acted the exact same way too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's what, like what lady is- Kana. The, the, <laughs> the 15 seconds that we got to interact with her, she did feel like she was like her, like or his like cousin or something yeah. you know that's a good point but, but um but i thought i thought he was i thought it was a good character for i mean he's totally dislikable is what you're supposed to um i loved him i couldn't not like i mean he i think they did a if there's one thing him turning bad didn't make me dislike him <laughs> or whatever like i still was a big fan of kano you know and again what what they did great in this movie was all the nods to the actual video games that they had, right? So when he's fighting the reptilian and you know he's kicking butt, you know, Sonya comes in and stabs the reptilian in the heart. He does the classic Kano, pushes his arm into the body, rips the heart out, and he does the whole Kano wins. Like that was incredible. I love that part. That was incredible. His his a uh, unique way with the English language. I mean, that was that was throughout the entire movie. So Obviously, profanity in of itself kind of made this movie a little bit more uh, enjoyable, which if the acting isn't top notch, you have to find different ways to compensate. They didn't they didn't expose, you know, young young women on the show. So obviously the next choice would be profanity. Right. So um, Kano choosing that route with him. Kano was nowhere near as enjoyable in the first two movies, like at all. So the fact that they leaned in hard on him, that he was an integral part of finding Raiden's temple because, you know, his past with the black dragon, uh, his tie with the cabal was very entertaining. I love the dialogue that they had with each other in Raiden's temple. When cabal convinces Kano to turn bad, uh, that was pretty impressive. Um, you could definitely tell that they had some sort of history with each other just based off of that one interaction there. Uh, they kept his fighting style very true to the games. He's not like a martial artist by any means. He's more of a brawler. Brawler, yeah. Uh, the laser eyes and his expression. The The best part of the whole movie was the standoff between Kano, Liu Kang, and Kong Lao when they're yes. sitting down where he passed me an effing egg roll. Like that was <laughs> the best part of the movie and he shoots the laser beam out of his yeah, eye. That, that guy totally sold out. Uh, Josh Lawson's his name. I believe he actually is an Aussie. Um, yeah, he is. That, that that dude totally sold out. And his energy really kept the movie going because you have a lot of, a lot of these other guys are like their whole thing is they're calm martial artists. Like most of their movies, they're kind of the quiet, you know, you know, go in and, and kick butt and not say a bunch. So you have to have somebody speak up. <laughs> somebody's got to be excited you know so he really drove the dialogue in the movie and speaking of the fight scene with um the i'll call him the lizard guy what's his name so they i josh you may have to back me up i don't think that they said that he was reptile but that's who i thought he was yeah i assumed it was reptile they they called him something they said he was like like uh like he was a reptilian races yeah like, 
So yeah, um, I'm assuming it was supposed to be reptile. Yeah, but I thought that was he a, is just a like lizard man. Yeah, a, I thought that was really a joke like fight. It. I thought it, it, to do the uh, partially invisible, sort of invisible, the classic predator thing. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool how they did it and the effects. I mean, we want to talk about the CGI. I thought that was a really good, really good looking scene in, in that show. I was I was impressed with that. Um, and then yeah, the the yeah, just all of it. Uh, I, th- I thought that was I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah, Kano, he's he's a wild one. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. He was he was the best. I I was a little upset when he got killed, like he had to, but I was like, oh, he's so great. <laughs> that kind of scares me for the sequel though, because now, granted, you know, Shang Tsung said at the end, you know, that death is just another portal. So maybe they found a way to bring him back because there's they're no way have a hard like time. Re- having somebody else to come depending on who they get to play like Luke, yeah. Luke you know Johnny Cage or whatever you know there's going to be a lot of heavy lifting left if he can't come back that guy's going to play that same character for the next 10 years he's going to be like uh the cat from uh he's going to be Loki he's going to be Tom, Tom Middleton as, as Loki <laughs> well I was thinking the old school guy like he was in uh, Mad Max he was another he was another either from Australia or New Zealand he was he was in um my favorite movie Commando um, I can't remember that dude's name, but anyway, I know who you're talking about. You know, yeah, yeah he, he's literally, yeah. yeah, he's literally played that character twenty <laughs> times and made a career out of it. This is, I mean, Kano, that's it. Like, that's who he's gonna be. If they, you know, he, he's he's made for it. I really, I really thought it helped the movie a lot. I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good choice. You know, they left the the scars on the face and everything. I thought it was pretty cool. He I didn't have someone, the, the metal plate in his head or anything so they you know they deviated from the character a little bit but i i enjoyed it if they bring him back to life i bet he'll totally have that metal plate in his face please there you go that's what's gonna happen that's it right there so somebody that i'll jump to somebody that i didn't love i'm not he didn't do bad or whatever but i thought he was one of the weakest was um jacks i i i tried but i i could not fall in love with jacks in this movie there was something i think I don't think that guy's personality fit who he was trying to be. And so I just never bought, I never bought that he was Jax. What about, what do you think about Jax, Josh? Uh, I liked him in the beginning and just that scene where he got his arms exploded. was so oh, no, great scene. So awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah. When I saw that this guy was cast, cause I, I know him from true blood and he's yep. Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl. Yep. Me too. Um, He's very large as in tall, but he's not very big. And uh, like I said on my show, I saw like a week before the movie came out, I saw a picture someone did of Terry Crews as Jax. And I'm like, well, I just want that now. <laughs> like that exactly. is like perfect casting. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. yeah, he was a little disappointing. And just kind of what they did with him was like a little disappointing when they gave him like the little wimpy robot arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I He's I, like make those men sizes. Yeah, you're right. He had a he had a really good arc. He he started off and like, and it wasn't one of those you know come with me or you want to live situation. It made a little more sense because he recognized the symbol and all that, and everything was going pretty good. You know the fight with him and with Sub Zero and when he the, the arm like he freezes. He's I thought that was great. I did not expect that coming because once again I'm not a I don't play the game, and so when that happened I totally forgot. I'm like oh. Um, I do have some questions about how you can fall three stories and bounce off rebar and, yes. you know, with, without your arms and you're fine. <laughs> you know, I thought they, I thought they kind of glossed over that a little bit. You know, when they find him in the temple, they're like, 
hey, it's Jax. Well, he doesn't have arms, but he's all right. Like, <laughs> he's not. He should yeah, be hooked up. He, need, he should have had at least one IV in him somewhere. He's just laying on a stone. He's laying on a stone with no arms. He's fine. That, <laughs> so that got a little. Well, how much of a jerk Raiden was? Because I did not like Raiden. I thought he was awful. Oh, he was just Raiden. kind of a, um, like, he was just mean. You would think he would have had someone kill Jax and just, just to get his symbol. Like find a good fighter and have him just stab Jacks in the chest. Well, that so would have made a lot more sense because it's like well, he's not allowed to interfere though. That would interfere with you know the rules of the gods and all uh, that stuff. He could have just so sick of that. Like they did that just in the first movie too, and it's like he is a playable character in every single Mortal Kombat. Game. That was that <laughs> is weird. Why that do you constantly weird. be like, oh, he can't, he can't be in the tournament? He really he's in the tournament in every video game. He didn't really do anything but complain, really. He didn't really do a lot, honestly. Like I loved him. I thought that he was... F- I mean, he had comedic value, but um, he wasn't as integral part of the movie as probably he should have been. I'll give you that. And that's well, probably- he, was so, like, he was so like downtrodden about, like, oh, these guys, this is what I got to work with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he didn't do any of the work. He didn't do anything. He just disappeared for pretty much the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, he teleported people. That was pretty useful. Yeah. Let me tell you where I thought this movie dropped the ball. I thought they had the chance in an awesome mid '80s style training montage. Montage, you love montages. Some, I'm a montage. <laughs> I was like, here it comes, here it comes, and they're like, they kind of showed it, and, and they really just kind of. But man, you put some, um, you know, you put some Rocky Four, some Karate Kid music in that <laughs> soundtrack, and I'm telling you what, it could have one of the greatest montages ever. I really think they dropped the ball in the montages. I might make my own. <laughs> Next time I watch the movie, I might just I might just play some uh, foreigner or something in the background. <laughs> You're like this is this is what I deserve. But uh, it I, probably would have made it better too. Like seeing like they actually struggled more because their training was so kind of lame. That once it was over, it was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> like now they're now. No, they're that's ready. a good point. I think I think that's a really really weak spot of the movie. Uh, and uh, well, the actual fair. fighting didn't really have anything to do with their training. Like none of them gained their <laughs> abilities <laughs> from. Yeah. from the fight yeah, you know, teach them all, a kick, something it all stemmed from the fighting so to speak but like none of the battle that they had in raiden's temple led to them discovering their akana you know so that did feel a little bit wasted but one of the best dj uh, dj is not a fan oh <laughs> come on i loved it i thought it was i thought it was amazing but one of the best fatalities that the entire movie happened at, the, at that uh yeah. training facility though yeah that was amazing <laughs> Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. Like I say, it was good, but that, that, that whole scene, they kind of like lost me in there. I thought I just expected more. So essentially they made fun of Kano until he got his and then kicked the crap or basically it's like Liu Kang just hit triangle. Like every time when, when he was fighting Kano in that yeah, scene, I, I did like just nod <laughs> to the video games. Cause people so would just hit triangle, sweep the leg over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, he even kid. said, is that the only move, you know? Yep. That's and then funny. he faked it and he anticipated jump. And Luke Kang is like, nope, gotcha, boom. I so really like Luke Kang in this movie. I kind of wish that he was the main character. Luke Kang was good. I first off, he was well. Yeah, I think the tournament Dustin Let's talk is, about that real quick. Yeah, did yeah. Go ahead. The, well, I, they obviously the Outworld and Shang Tsung doesn't want there to be a tournament because if they if they win the next tournament, right? They get to invade Earth and enslave everybody and all that stuff. So Shang Tsung's idea of them coming down and eliminating the competition beforehand, one, it does two things. We've been talking about how 
this first installment leaves a lot for them to be able to do in the second movie and leave good video game content that they can implement in the, in the next installment, right? So in the second movie, fully anticipate there being a tournament because they're going and looking for more champions. There's probably going to be more realms that they go to and going to be introducing new characters. Then there could be this tournament where we start meeting new people, right? So I think that it would be pretty impressive for them to do it in the second movie. But Dustin yeah. says that is set for the third movie. Yeah, and if Dustin says it, it's probably true. Yeah. Another, another great another great uh, showrunner out there um yeah i would say that that that's that's a fair criticism i don't really that's fine as long as they as long as they give us the movies that we deserve and don't you know what i mean and don't cut it short which i know it was at least that. logical why we didn't get it though yeah you yeah know? i don't it i didn't have sense. a huge i didn't have a huge problem with it but it is a bit of a rocky five situation to where like building up for this fight and then you don't actually get a fight you get a fight in the street and not you know, a boxing match between boxers. So I can see where people could be disappointed with that. But um, I personally was fine because in my mind, I saw the, I saw the settings and I saw the stages. So they kind of did, they basically were just, you know, playing the game, like past the sticks. It was more of that than, than playing the tournament. So, and it would make more sense for saying son to want to snuff these guys out before they, you know, come together, they band together, they get all their training, maybe Raiden eventually gives a crap about them and invests like instilling some knowledge or whatever, some training of some sort directly from him as a, as a, as the thunder God. Right. So it would make sense to just go and get these guys while they don't know anything about anything. And if I, and I'll also say this, if the third movie gives me a full, like that movie is just a tournament, then I'm in. Like yeah. if I, I can, I can take it. I, I, I got patience for that. So Josh, you, you know, you know more about the game way more than I do, which is, a lot because I don't know really anything about them. The storylines in the game, is there anything similar to this? Um, I mean, Shang Tsung's always kind of like a, a, a like cheating pain in the ass. Okay, uh, so that's a thing. Okay. Yeah. But you would think that would be like the one thing that would m- allow Raiden to like interfere because Raiden is like the protector of Earthrealm. So okay. if you have a warlord from another realm coming in to kill your people that are set up for the tournament, you would think that is where you can interfere and go. You can step like, in now. Okay. No, yeah. you're not cheating. <laughs> like, like the fact that cheating can actually happen in that type of way before the tournament begins. was. I like, actually had some big problems with that. So technically he does at the very end, right? When he gives the, uh, the what's sent them away. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gives uh, the scorpion blade to, to Cole there at the end, he kind of does get in the way a little bit to bring back Scorpion, but not in an obvious way. Like, bro, Shang Tsung, you can't just roll up in my palace like this, man. Lightning bolt, <laughs> bam! You know you're. <laughs> so I want I want to just touch on my favorite character, and I think it's a lot because of the actor. I think it's a lot, but what they did with him, um, Kung Lao. Kung Lao was the man. I I just everything he did, I just thought was just so super cool. Um, I don't know, man, just, he really, he just really bought into the character. And I always say this about a comic book movie, which obviously I'll watch way more of when a guy sells out for the character, like, don't worry about how silly it is. Don't worry about, you know, like really, really sell out and give a legitimate character. And I just thought he was just so over the top, man. When he, when he shows up and, you know, does the, you know, rubs the brim of the hat. I'm like, this is the coolest guy I've ever met in my life. Like I want this guy 
I'm, I'm here for it. And the way he poked it, um, you know, Kano, like we talked about, all that stuff. I, I really thought super – now, you guys play the game. How does he compare to, like, in the game? Fighting style is right there. Like, I remember, Josh, if you remember the, the block that he throws where he lifts a leg and he shields his face. Yeah. I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. I was watching one of the um, interviews that they conducted. This this actor, he actually implemented a couple of his own moves to the character. So not everything that we did see was 100% canon from the video games. So like when he does that little step around and then launches the hat at uh, Shang Tsung, he actually implemented that move. That's not something that we saw from him in the gameplay. So that was pretty neat that he was being a little bit innovative. But, you know, the the best fatality of the movie, Josh, I'll kind of let you take it away. But I thought that that was, yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. He looks perfect. He, he looks exactly like this character. In the That's video. awesome. But yeah, when he kills, uh, what is it? What is it? Natara. 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 Yeah. Which I didn't really care for her or Raiko. And I know like they're just kind of trying to pad it out so they don't use all the best characters in the first movie. Yeah. But I was just like, eh. <laughs> but it was worth it. Because, <laughs> yeah, he launches that hat into the ground and starts it up like a buzzsaw. Buzz and just saw. jumps on her back and flies her right into it. <laughs> and you got and I, flawless I victory. And that's from the games, right? That's one of his fatalities yeah, in the yeah. games, right? <laughs> it has always been. Yeah. he just And they sold that out. That's not a great looking scene. I mean, it was gross, but it looked great. Um, and even so like one thing that I appreciated so many nods to the games was the actual stances that they assumed before a fight would happen so many of them were actually in keeping with the video games that that was phenomenal when he shows up he comes up from under the ground under the hat spinning like that was fantastic yes no I thought there was I I just thought and I thought he did a great job the actor's name is uh, Max Wong yeah Um, I, I just thought he did a great job with it um myself i don't know that's you know that was, that was cool and i don't know anything. i like him better now that you guys tell me how authentic he was um let's go through a couple more like sub-zero i thought was cool yeah I mean, Bihan was the he was the man yeah i thought the the i thought the actor did a good job and when you know I, that's why i ask you guys because you you know i get it that you have a better correlation between the game and the movie so uh did you approve the sub-zero i take it Oh yeah, that story was was perfectly done too. Like that really was yeah phenomenal. Their like blood feud is is always incorporated in the storyline. There's a an animated version that came out last year called uh, Scorpion's Revenge that is on it's on HBO Max right now. Yeah, I'm glad then, you brought that up because I was going to ask you because you guys brought it up in your show and I, I can't wait to watch. I'll probably watch it tomorrow morning because I yeah the beginning of it is pretty much. I mean, he's like more in a villa, like in an actual like. Japanese like stronghold village but I mean it's essentially the same opening it's set in the past and Sub-Zero attacks Scorpion's village and it is it is phenomenal in the movie and it, I think it might even be better in that cartoon because it is brutal the animated stuff is typically better than the live yeah. action stuff you can just get away with doing a lot more that you can't that you don't have to ask a, a real life human being to do or to CGI something yeah <laughs> Well, so, and it, it is a lot more like the video games. Like when they're they're doing stuff, it's like X-raying in, like showing you their skull when he like cracks their jaw and stuff like that. Yes, and it is just brutal. It's fantastic. I still haven't gone back and finished it, but I need to. I might do that tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so, DJ Josh brought this. I just want to touch with our viewer uh, DJ. He you know he brought up the the Scorpion Sub Zero movie. Uh, Josh brought it up right. earlier too. Like we're we're all on board. I, I think. I mean, Please. we're gonna get it. 
Like they'll they'll make movies and like they won't stop making movies of nah, people. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, if, it, <laughs> if this had been just that, like if that intro had just gone and this was just all leading up to like Scorpion and Hell and his revenge on that because that intro was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, they did a great job and they told a really good story and they didn't go too far, if you know what I mean, with you know, with the the family that was involved. You know, there's the wife and two young kids. They did a good job of letting you know that it was a tragic situation without showing a tragic situation, if that makes sense, with it being a rated R movie. Um, the fighting, though, with Sub-Zero or Bihan, whatever you want to call him, one, the actor, apparently, this is a shout out to like some Bruce Lee type stuff. He actually had to slow down on set in order for them to capture all, all of his moves and fighting and stuff. So shout out to Joe Taslam for that. So, so did Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. I mean, I'm just saying that. <laughs> well, shout out to him I'm too. I'm just saying there's more. <laughs> it's, I, I just, I'm just reporting what, I, what I've heard here. When we do the Demolition Man movie review, <gasps> we? please. I don't, we, Josh, I don't think you've done Demolition Man, have you? Uh, we almost did, but yeah, no, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, we almost so, did it a few weeks ago. So Josh on his podcast, uh, he'll also do a lot of watch alongs, which I can't, I'm a huge fan of those. And so I can't explain enough. Like it's, if, if you've seen a movie and really like a movie, I, I I ask you to go, go to Josh's uh, podcast and listen along. It's really fun. It's sub zero. So Josh, I want to kind of touch with you just to see if I'm giving a full accurate take on this one, the in fight scene, where the layers of Sub-Zero come off. I thought that that was so dope because we get to see actual different versions of Sub-Zero from the video games all in that one fight scene. You know, when he's in that full garb, he dresses down and he's kind of in that black undersuit. We've seen that before, and we've actually seen gameplay of Sub-Zero without his mask at all. So I thought that that was pretty neat that they've showed all those different iterations in that one scene. And then the fighting in of itself, you know, where he launches the blood up in the air, turns it into a, an icicle and then stabs, you know, Scorpion with it. We saw him, you know, make the ice wall and throw someone through it. We saw the ice decoy of himself and him sliding back. That was pretty cool. So a lot of the Mortal Kombat gameplay, particularly with Sub-Zero, I thought was was excellent throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, the end there sets up a whole lot. Yeah, because they Scorpion sets him on fire and he dies. But mm-hmm. then Shang Tsung takes his body away. Um, but when he's he's laying there dead, he's all black. In the video games, the storyline is um, Sub Zero kills Scorpion. Scorpion goes to hell. Mm-hmm. He plots his revenge to come back and kill Sub Zero. Uh, it turns out that it wasn't actually Sub Zero, but he's kills Sub Zero anyways. Um, and when Sub Zero dies, Shang Tsung brings him back as a character called Noob Saibot. Yeah which is an all black character. So that mm. is clearly set up for that. But nice. also once he, he sub zero dies, he has a brother that becomes the new sub zero, but is not a bad guy. So we could also get sub zero back in the sequel just as a different character. That is Holy smokes. I'm learning so much here tonight. I'm, I'm a, I might start playing. I, I don't think they have the game on Xbox. Do they? Isn't it a, no. Yeah. They probably have like the, the trilogy, the first yeah. thing together. I might have to get into this. You yeah. could just probably YouTube the storylines of the games and just watch the storylines if you don't just want to yeah, like play them out. That's pretty good. Incredible. one to get is when they made Mortal Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat 9, but it's not called Mortal Kombat 9. It's just called Mortal Kombat, um, which is definitely on the Xbox. 
um the whole point of that game uh the necklace that kano goes to steal in this oh, movie Chinook. in raiden's yeah. castle that is shinnok's amulet who is a bad yeah. guy in mortal kombat um in mortal kombat whatever the last one on the ps2 was is that armageddon i can't um, remember i don't want to misquote you yeah or... i think it's armageddon that game ends with basically raiden is going to die from the emperor is going to kill him he has that necklace he sends his consciousness back in time to his body at the beginning of the first game and that's where like that reboot of mortal kombat starts oh really so that's where you get a lot of story he's trying he knows what's happening so he's trying to like change things or stop things from happening and there's and, one game where there's like a continuous time loop right that he has to kind of like break yeah, out of yeah. yeah he he thinks oh like I know what I know. Everything's going to happen. I could prevent this from happening now, but he keeps making things worse mm-hmm. every time he tries to change something. Like it just it, no one, either no one listens to him, and bad things still happen, or he he does change Makes things and it, it changes for the worse. Like he saves Sub Zero's life, but then Sub Zero becomes a cyborg, like uh, Cyrax and Sector. Mm-hmm. So, and then he's a bad guy when he's supposed to be a good guy. So it like keeps getting messed up. But yeah, that is a great, great place to uh, to jump on if you want like a lot of lore. Because the original games, they don't really like explain anything. You just kind of—it's just a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like in the sequel, they're just like, "Oh yeah, you were supposed to play as Liu Kang in the first one. He won the tournament." <laughs> I, uh, I, st- my favorite fact about Mortal Kombat is that it was supposed to be blood sport, and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, that that cracks that that just kills me because I'm a giant blood sport fan. Like. Like it's I almost did that one too. We're, we oh, have to do that one. You have to do Bloodsport. Yeah. You, yeah, that would be perfect. That would be a, that's a great watch along because it's short and it's ridiculous. So and there's you, so many like facts about it. <laughs> oh, there is a guy like yeah. that that is supposedly based off true events. And it turned out he was a liar. And the guy's like, no, yeah, that totally happened. And <laughs> I trained John Claude Van Damme for this movie and all this stuff. And it's like this guy's just out of his mind. <laughs> yep. Frank Dukes. Um, so let's talk about it. We'll talk about one other another character here. I wanted that, to ask about Sonya yep. Blade. That's where, to... I'm, that's where I'm going next. So okay, perfect. Let's go ahead, Steven. Go ahead. I wanted to ask because we did get this traditional like her and Jax work together. They've known each other through the armed forces and stuff like that. I thought it was interesting that she wasn't necessarily a chosen member, nor had she taken an Akana from someone else. Kind of like what um, I'm blanking here. Uh, yeah. Kano when Kano wasn't an originally a chosen one either, but he killed somebody and, and got his Akana. Right. So I thought it was cool how, Sonya went through basically the entire movie until the battle with uh, Kano at the end before she became, you know, an empowered person. So, Josh, I want to ask you, what did you think of the way that they chose to utilize her in this movie? And obviously they got stuff planned for her down the road. So just kind of touch on what you think is going to happen with her in these next couple movies. Yeah, I heard people say that she was like wooden. I thought she was really good. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I I I love the way that they incorporate her. I I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really cool aspect that like, she was there by choice. Like she was there by like destiny. She was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this anyways. Like, um, it but it did kind of like in that middle part we were talking about that did drag. It dragged even more for her character because she literally had nothing to do. 
they were like, you can't train. You're not supposed to really be here. So just you go just sit with sit Jax and help him feel better. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I think that, and this is where I think that this movie might've, you know, they just, they just went a different direction or didn't follow through on it. Cause I think there was going to be more to that about her earning that way. Cause when she, when she took it from Kano, I think that would have meant more if there was a little bit more of her, like, you know, you know, earning, like showing that actually, I think what they were trying to say is like, actually I'm the, I'm the best of us. I just, I just didn't happen to be born with this symbol. And then when she got it, you would have felt more like she, she was the one that was supposed to have it instead of Kano not deserving it. But they really didn't touch on that. They're kind of like, they literally were like, I just, just hang out over there. And then she gets it. So, and I don't know if that's something that got left out or they're just like, we don't have time for this. I think what, what they did, Josh, I want to get your opinion on this too, is a lot of the instruction that Lou Kane in particular was giving, if you notice, I, and it was kind of subtle, but he was speaking to her a lot throughout the training period. So it almost seemed like Lou Kane believed that she was at, at some point going to be a part of that, that, you know, new group of champions. Did you kind of get that impression, Josh? Yeah, I thought they were going. I thought they were like foreshadowing because they were like, "Oh, you, you can't train because you're not a chosen one," and like, no one unlocks their arcana without a without a dragon marking and stuff like that. I thought that sh- they were foreshadowing that, like, just off of her like bravery and courage alone, Me that too. she was going to like become a chosen one without killing somebody with a symbol. Like she, she had the stuff, something brave, you know? and then like the symbol was just going to appear on her or something like that. That's exactly where I thought they were going with Sword it. the stone type thing. You yeah. Know? And, and, and I just feel like they kind of like blatantly foreshadowed that. And then they just were like, Oh no, you'll just kill Kano. And you'll yeah, cause it. she fought <laughs> Melina too. And Melina had that, you know, like you don't, this is not the blood of a champion. You know, your death is useless here. And it kind of felt like that was going to build up to a showdown between those two. And then she even asked, you know, when she does, you know, eventually get to be a part of the group and go fight the people at the end, she wants to fight Melina. And they're like, nah, you can just go fight Kano. I thought that that was kind of a wasted opportunity, but we did see her come back and inflict a little bit of damage on her. So I want to ask about somebody that I think, I don't know if everybody agrees was, I don't know if I want to call this guy the worst character but he was he was he, he didn't fit it was like he was in a different movie um what's the cat's name that was completely covered like snake eyes Cabal? he Cabal. was he was dope i think he, he was probably my favorite of shang sung's baddies but he was kind of like he was in a different movie it was i was so off put by there his, wasn't like, enough of him in my opinion really so you liked him i, I don't I know that i didn't him. like him i'm just like I, this guy's weird. He was, I was like, he's a, he's a little rude. <laughs> if, if I'm being honest, yeah. like, respect. Yeah. but he was a really good fighter. So I don't think it matched with his fighting skills. Um, something was odd about that character. I didn't dislike it. I thought he looked great. I, I even liked his voice. That weird uh, T pain. I thought that was dope. <laughs> no, no, I thought, yeah. I, I, Chris, I, I thought, I thought they, uh, they went straight early two thousands hip hop. Uh, he so made fun of himself. He's like, you know, he's the reason I'm in this iron lung, you know, when he was talking with uh, Shang Tsung about Kano. I, which, I guess- that was weird, too, where he's like, oh, hey, was there a guy down there by chance uh, named Kano just kicking around down there? Like, it was just kind of convenient that Cabal knew that Kano I would be. He, I just thought for like, he was a really good fight. He didn't. 
for someone that just was so nonchalant, I just didn't understand how he became that good a fighter. It just didn't. I thought he would just. It, it didn't match up to me. Like Kano matched up. He's a brawler. He's a you know. This guy was pretty badass and acted. Yeah, I don't know. He acted like he, going he ran a tire. Yeah. Act like he ran a tire shop. I don't know what was happening there. <laughs> yeah, he he was just basically like they're like oh the bad the bad team needs a Kano as well. So they need a foul mouth person on their group. And it was like, yeah, he was, he was like, not a good guy. <laughs> he was a Tarantino level foul mouth. I mean, it was, that guy was over the top. I liked the character and I like, and the I love him. He yeah. should have been, he should have been an even more of, of Shang Tsung's baddies really? talking like not above sub zero, obviously, but I feel like it was a little bit wasted opportunity with cabal because they could have had. So in moving forward, they could have they could have had Kano and Cabal just like running roughshod over people and having a great time doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now that I might be able to live with that. I don't know. There was just it, it just didn't match. I don't. I did not like it or not enjoy him. <laughs> um, it it just didn't. And maybe you know. So I, you guys would know once again from the games. Is this consistent? Like, is this guy? Okay, so uh, his is, design and powers and all that is, yeah. yeah. Not the character so much as far as his uh you know, his disposition. So the actual person, where is he from? Um like my like I say, my guess is New Jersey. I, I can't I can't quite <laughs> Yeah, as far as I, I, I know, know he's a he was like a New York City police yeah. officer. Okay, there you go. And okay. then he got set on fire. <laughs> there yeah. now see no, this that makes sense. That that totally and now he's sense. wicked fast. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes that that's his power, I guess. He just gets yeah. fast. And I, I, I did think that that was cool. Like I thought it was kind of stupid that they used the dragon symbol because, like, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. So, but the fact that that like so easily explains why everyone has powers, and it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, you don't. You're not just shooting fireballs out of your hand out of nowhere. Like <laughs> it was very kind of like Power Rangersy, you know, like where they they have these powers like entrusted in them. Like they almost had to earn it, whether it's by, by having good virtues or just being a bad person. Yeah. Know? Maybe like, that's people's problems with this movie. Cause it does like, if you like took out all the gore and language, you would just have like a power Rangers movie, which like, I like the, the, wow. the, like, the setup and the, and like the, the trials that they go through and stuff like that. It is all set up very like, Kind of like teenagery type of like no, that's movie. A great point, guys, and and I think when we see this on TNT in a couple years, <laughs> and it and it's so easy for these movies because you don't see a lot of their Probably faces. FX. They they can cut out so much language that it's a t- it's going to be a totally different movie. I think they probably should have made things like they should have upped the gore even more to like because it was pretty much just the fatalities. Right. That's I thought that was a little weird too. Um, they like. And none of the fights were long. Like if they had had long fight scenes where like they're punching each other and their hands are soaked in blood and you know, their faces are getting all bloody and stuff. That'd be like a little more believable. Or someone just pops up in the background and goes, whoopsie, like <laughs> keep it super campy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a good point that, uh, about that. Huh? I think just so much of like what people are wanting more of, I th- I I wholeheartedly believe that it was almost intentional because they're testing. You know what I mean? Like this is basically like a, a test run to oh, see absolutely. how how much people want a Mortal Kombat movie, and then also to get feedback and say how much they want of different aspects. You and know you probably I mean? got to be. 
I mean, you can get pretty bloody and gory, you know, especially with CGI and stuff. But you, if you go too far, then you're alienate, you know, you're eliminating some audience that yeah. might watch this show, you know, like, I mean, honestly, like my kid, he would have watched the show when he was, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old or really, you know what I mean? As to where, mm -hmm. like, not everybody's like that, but I'm saying you also don't want to eliminate audiences either when you're talking about a video game movie. And this isn't the MCU pumping out a movie that they know that everyone is going to stop what they're doing that day and go see. Like, this is a, you know, Warner Brothers installment of Mortal Kombat, you know, so you kind of have to take a calculated risk and decision. There's, you know, pros and cons to what they did. And I think that they're going to up a lot of what fans want to see in the next one, because now there's some level of expectation. They, they definitely need to. Uh, and it's one of those things where when the trailer for this came out, everyone freaked out and the trailer is amazing. Yes. And I think what might be letting people down that didn't like this movie is that when you do watch it, you do end up see like, the majority of all the good action in the trailer. Yeah. Like the majority of the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight you see in the trailer. Yeah, yeah all, I'm glad I never one in the beginning it. and the end. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like you see pretty much all the cool stuff. You see Liu Kang's fire dragon. You see Kano shooting his laser eye. Like you see Jax getting his robot arms and him getting his arms frozen off. Like you see all pretty much all of the cool you see Goro like, if they had not shown that in the trailer, that would have been a cool surprise. I'm yeah. so glad I didn't watch the trailer because it was a cool surprise. When he pops up, I'm like, hey, it's that because I know him as that dude, but I remember yeah. him. I'm like, oh, that <laughs> that's dude. a forearm guy. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a that was a pretty good fight. I, it, 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 I think it could have been great. And I think just for like what you said, there was no damage until the end. Like, you know, so that fight had like no consequences until all of a sudden, um, uh, Cole kind of dislocates one of his arms and stuff like that. And it kind of started getting there. But until that, it was just a lot of, so Cole didn't have any powers by then. And this guy's throwing him through a barn and there's no consequences. So that was a little, I thought they could have took more damage. Um, yeah. Everybody's uh, just kind of invulnerable. I mean, can't look at Kano. He got a, he got a knife to the leg, a giant Bowie knife to the leg. He just pulls it out and he's fine. And it's I like, have a huge like a 10 inch knife to the lick. No, no, he should. It didn't have a limp or anything. I'm like, what is going on here? So, but um, I get adrenaline. it. That's the way it's they went with guys. it. That's yeah. That's a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> I've never had that much adrenaline. Uh, that that's fine if they want to go that route, you know, because that's what it is. But um, I that was a bit of a nitpick. So overall, did you guys, as you know, video game, you know, the video game fans, did you approve of the characters? It sounds like you're you're pretty on board. The majority of them, yes. There are a couple of them. I feel like it kind of left you wanting a little bit more out of them. But um, overall, if I had to grade all the characters grouped into one thing, probably B, B plus somewhere Did in there. Anybody bother you? Um, General Reku kind of bothered me a little bit. He felt kind of useless. And looks um, nothing like no out of out of a movie full of characters that look exactly like their video game counterpart. He looks nothing like yeah. his video game yeah. counterpart. General Reku was kind of lame. Um, Natara, she, you know, we touched on both of those. You know that they're kind of useless in the movie. Um, we're now, a little bit of disappointed in Jackson. Is Natara you know, the one with the the? She's the wing. No, you're thinking of uh, Melina. And Melina. Uh, I kind of liked her. I liked her too, and they definitely left enough with her to set up a couple other characters that when we get into the predictions, I'm sure we'll bring up. Well, but, I um, like Natara, but she was in it for 
not very long. I think I, 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 I she had she one looked, job in this movie. <laughs> yeah, to, 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 to die. <laughs> yeah, to, to set die. up to, to set up our boy for the perfect uh, fatality. So yeah. I, I don't know. I enjoy, I enjoyed them all too. I didn't come away with. You know, Sonya had ups and downs, but overall, I thought she was pretty good. And once again, I always like to comment on this. I'm glad that they found no reason to like do some silly, um, you know, always oh, stumble in and she's in her brawl, like yeah, something stupid. That that's that's that drives me nuts in movies. Like, hey, we've got a beautiful woman. We need to, we need to. You know, Luke Kane needs to up, you know. Luke Kane needs to walk in while she's getting dressed or something stupid like that or all that. So I, I thought it was cool. I like when they you know, when they do a female and actually respect the character. She's just a, a, a butt kicking chick, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, I liked her. I liked her character and stuff. I mean, it was like I said, it was up and down middle of the road, but overall, man, I thought they were great. And some of them I loved. So, you know, we go from and for introducing a brand new character. I thought they did a decent job with Cole with having like, nothing to work with other than we're just going to build a new character. And my guess is he's probably a guy that Hollywood's trying to like, he's probably okay. I'm sure that he's set up for, okay, this is going to be a guy to do something, you know, and that's usually what you see. And he's kind of an actor. You don't know a lot about, and they give him a role like this. They're like, this is his vehicle to, you know, start him. Maybe it okay. will be, maybe it will be. I don't know. That's just that. That's a, that's a pretty important role. I thought Shang Tsung's character was awesome. I thought that uh, the actor, what's his name, uh, Chin Han, I thought that he did a great job with the, you know, the your soul is mine, that the famous line from Shang Tsung. I mm-hmm. thought that he delivered in on that. I didn't really dislike any of them. I thought they, I thought they were pretty. I thought they all sold out. They're just uh, a lot of solid, a couple of major, a couple of underperforming. What about you, Josh? Any Any major problems with it? Um, no, just Raiko. And, uh, like, it's one of those things where, like, all the all the good stuff kind of outweighed all the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, Sub-Zero sure. and Scorpion looking so perfect, kind of. You like, know what? That was, yeah, perfect. It, That's it a made good me point. not care about a character I already didn't care about anyway, so. And I want to <laughs> say, too, the, the lightning, I thought, looked great. Like, every time. Oh, yeah, every time they used the lightning, I'm like, that looks per Like, it just looked it, it, I mean, I just thought that looked perfect. I thought the special effects were just, uh, you know, not stop here. Yeah, the budget was definitely spent well on this film. Yeah, and I'll, I'll agree with DJ. I, I don't think it's going to create a great career from this guy. I don't think he necessarily jumped off the screen. I just, I suspect that that's what they were trying to do with Cole, and and we'll see. But um, I'm I'm sure he's a happy guy now. Sure, <laughs> it's, not in future, it's not in the future. Um, contracts so uh we talked about the characters let's talk a little bit we've touched on a ton of this um where did I put that? well i said fight choreography but um just uh talk about your your favorite fight scene i i i mean i know we all we all love the ice fight at the at the end i thought the um the fatality like that's the that's the best fight part of the entire movie is the the you know, the uh, Kung Lao fatality on Natara. Like, that was pretty cool. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the intro was, besides that part just Ooh. being so cool, I think the intro was probably the best, the most well choreographed fight in the entire movie. Absolutely. And I, and I loved, I thought, yeah, I did too. I think that was, the, I think that was probably the best. And probably, it's probably because it was the two like most humans without all the extra stuff. 
because I mean, these guys are, I mean, I'm sure they're fighting in front of green screens. I mean, that's, that's tough that, but, uh, I and like two of the most important characters of the entire, you know, Mortal Kombat franchise. And you guys help me out here. Scorpion's weapon that he uses. I'm, I'm sure it's got a name that everybody knows that I don't, the knife on a rope well, it's just kind of, yeah it's like a shuriken that he put a he put a rope on i thought yeah. that was dope how they did that and, and come up and with it that. didn't come out of his hand like some sort of like bad cgi snake that we were yeah. dealt in the first two movies oh, oh my yeah, god yeah exactly was- i just thought it was great like that that fight scene in the beginning how they implement like that's i i thought that was really cool stuff and i thought how they used it later and of course the get over here had to happen i would do it my I, wife cracked up when she saw my reaction to that perfect. because i was like they did it they did to the get over here <laughs> i loved how like if you like the video games a big part of you had to like the movie because so much of the movie was true to the video game. Yeah. And the, you know, the ice gym fight. So I'll ask you guys overall though, as far as what did you think of the actual fighting? Like as far as, it, as far as the actual fight choreographer, we talked about the beginning scene was awesome, but yeah. then I don't know if the rest of it was. None great. of it was long enough. Like it, it was it's, it's pretty much the beginning and the end for real actual fights. Everything else is like, I punched you or I threw you or, you know, yeah. I threw my hat in the ground and rode you like a surfboard. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, I, I kicked you four times in a row. I, yeah. And I didn't, uh, I, and, and I'm sure some people do, but like the jacks, you know, the pop in the head and all that. I, I don't care about that. Like, that's not my, I really wanted more martial arts. Um, just yeah, none of those were like actual fights. Like exactly. They were just like, kind of like money shot scenes. Like, it's just like, we're here for him to slap his head and make his head explode. Yeah. Like Molina's teleporting all over just to eventually get shot by Sonya. Like even Liu Kang and Cabal, it's like, you're getting punched until I punch you into this puddle. And then I, we did that. He did the high bicycle kick too, you know? Yeah, he did. That was pretty neat. You did have your traditional Liu Kang, you know, high kicks without the, the screeching, which I was glad that they didn't go the, the the high pit squealing while he was doing it. Yeah. But I would have loved some like raid style, like precisely nonstop, brutal yeah. back and forth. Precisely. And that's what I expected because, I mean, the star of the raids in it. So I'm like, oh, this is going. Um, and I don't know, though, if they if they lean into that and they give us that movie, maybe I don't like it as much. I'll, I'll, I don't really know. Cause I, I think that's what I wanted, but I'm like, wait a minute. I really like this movie, but I thought some of those fights in the middle could have been a, a little more choreographed and a little more, you know, intricate uh, for lack of a better term. But, uh, but the, you know, the beginning fight end fight was great. Overall it was pretty good. And I uh, think we need to consider too. We keep talking about the budget and how great of a job they did without it. I don't know how much more fighting we could have got. No, no, that's that's uh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I say it's nitpicking, um, but uh, but I thought overall was pretty good. I was satisfied with it. Um, A lot of the typical stuff. I mean, you know, especially the like you know Sonya and Kano. Like I don't that fight just like just kind of goes in one ear and out the other with me. Like I don't know. It's just a a lot of big swings and wrestling and throws, and it's fine, but. It is That's how is. Kano fights, though, you know, and he was the more empowered one. So, and I respect that. Yeah. yeah, he would be controlling the fight because, you know, the he he's the one that has the abilities, the powers. He's, you know, a little bit stronger 
in that scene. So it makes sense for that brawl to take place the way it would, because he at that moment was the more powerful of the two of them. So his, so his style would have shown through more. And I think it's fair. Oh, sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Their little scrap in the desert was good though. Yes. Yeah, no, you're, Where yeah, he like puffed up point. to her and she was like, I'm not taking your shit. I'm going to beat you down. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, had the knife to his throat and he's like, and I, I think you guys bring up a good point. I mean, the budget does affect that stuff. I mean, you know, another, we like the next one better and they have more money to spend on it. We'll be like, Oh, this another two minutes of fighting. Who knows how long that actually take. And then you're involved in more of this and more like, stunts and more cables and you know it that may have had a, a huge imp- so i guess one thing i'm glad it didn't do was just lean on cgi to make the fights better because then that's when you start getting really cheesy you know yeah. it, so I, that's you know i guess i should care for what i wish for um i like the movie so i'm not going to complain about it. and the end fight was cool like i could just watch that if i'm flipping channels and that's on like i will stop and watch that fight scene every time i thought it was super cool uh, how they handled the the ice and the flames and just the little things they did. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wonder I, how much I would love to know, like what total percent of the budget that scene cost. You know what oh. I mean? Like, yeah. Setting up that gym must have cost some money because yeah. I mean, there was so much cool, like environmental stuff in that scene. Like when he gets thrown against the cage and all the ice just yeah. breaks off. It looked amazing. And I got to bring up all the throw through the, yeah. uh, the fact that where he has the sword stuck in the ground, you know, and he launches him into it and stabs him, the sword flips back. And that was in keeping with the game. That was my absolute favorite moment for just one moment was when he stabs him with his own frozen blood. Yes. I thought that was one of the coolest things I, I, cause I didn't ever even thought about it when I saw it. I'm like, that was smart. Like I'd never thought about that. I thought it looked awesome. I thought that was just one of the neatest things I'd ever seen in a movie. Um, I love that. Uh, and that's exactly like that, that scene like that. And when he like freezes the ground and it makes an ice wall and he throws them into it like that is just 1 million percent. The video game, which is even better. That makes me even happier that it, that it's authentic because I'm a big in the ice decoy. He slips away from it and scorpion attacks the ice decoy. It's not him. Like that was, that last scene was dope. That was yeah. it was a great scene, for sure, for sure. Well, that makes me feel better because I'm I'm as a comic book guy. I mean, I, I'm one of those like I want it to be like the comic, just sell out and be like the comic. So it yeah. makes me it makes me happy to hear that the game, you know, and the movie correlated. I don't know. It was it did it was, a lot, man. I I think people may may not. Some people do who didn't like the movie. Some people who don't like the movie do understand how much it correlated with the game or paralleled, if you will. I thought they did a tremendous job of putting so much of the game influence in the movie. I thought they did it. And I tell you what they did do is what you don't want to do is is do the opposite and have uh, the eight billion people that play that game be mad at you because you screwed it up. Yeah. That's what they couldn't do. Um, you know, Josh, you know, like I, I get a feel from your podcast. You're a guy that would have been highly upset if they would have strayed from, from the game. Yeah. I've seen mortal Kombat annihilation. I was, <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Have you well, seen it? Even twice? like, I think anyone who didn't like this movie would still say like those fight scenes were amazing. Yeah. Good point. Like anyone who was like, oh, the whole, the whole, like the beginning was great and the end was great, but the whole rest of it was bad. Like, no one can deny that that intro and the final fight between Scorpion and Sub Zero are 
fantastic. Like if you think that if you think they're bad, then you're just stupid because they're fantastic. You're just too school. You're just too cool for school. You know what I mean? Like a lot. It's kind of trendy to hate stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah. So and I had story plot line on here, but we covered that. I think we, yeah. you know, we've established that we think this is building up to something bigger. We kind of okayed the plot as long as they pay it off in the next couple movies. It's kind of how we. I think we all kind of feel about it, which is fine. I've no. If you want to make six of these, I'll watch them. I don't. I'm, I'm in. Hundred percent. As with long it. as you make them, just you can't stop. That's what I. There's nothing worse than a a movie does this and then they don't make the next one. Then you're like, well, that now turned into a bad movie, you know, turned into half a movie. So, um, we give that. So let's, let's give it a quick rating here. Um, I don't know how, I don't know what what kind of number or what do you want to do here, Steven? We we can't really do infinity stones. What do we want to do? No, we can't. So do you want to do what we can do? We'll just do what three rounds, Josh, you think that that's fine. We can give it, you know, three rounds. Yeah, yeah, that's that, kind of that, in keeping with the game. I'll, I'll trust you guys on it. I'll trust you guys on it. All right, so you we can rate it between one to three rounds to kind of tie it into the video game. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I assume three's better, or is one better? We'll do three. Three's better. Okay. okay. One to three, three being the highest. So if we're just going to go one to three, I'm going to give it three. I give it. I give it. A, I give it a three solid rounds. Um, I, I feel good about it. I'm not gonna get. It's not a. It's not a flawless victory or fatality, whatever they call it. You, did, um, you were right, flawless victory. Flawless oh, victory. We should have did. You know, wins, fatality, flawless but, victory. But I Either believe, way. especially you, you guys have verified it. The way they tied it into the game, and it's, it sounds like the way they respected the game, and and when I add that to what I thought of it, my rating actually went up. So I'm, I'm giving it a full three rounds. I thoroughly enjoy it. And I'll put it this way. I'm really, really, re- I'll watch the next one. The, the, the day it comes out is hopefully it comes out on should have talked a little bit about this came out on HBO max too, which, you know, was a, was a huge deal. So uh, I don't know if this is something that's going to continue. I hope it does. They've been <laughs> doing I great love, with them. They've been yeah, all the Warner Brothers movies for the whole year. So like, uh, that's awesome. awesome. So, anyway, I'm really looking forward to the next one, and if there's another one, the next one after that. So I'm giving it. I'm giving it three rounds. Okay. I'll. Uh, I'll. As much as I loved it, and uh, have I felt like I've defended it probably the hardest for from all three of us. I'm still just going to give it two. Three is just kind of a weird number anyway to to rate something by because it's you know. Thirds is just weird for me, even though I came up with it myself. But um, I'll give it two just because, Jeff, you touched on it. It wasn't perfect. It was not a flawless victory. But I still think that, you know, I would call it a fatality if we're going to go by that scale. Because, you know, we got a great story. It's, it's a testing the waters movie. We got gr- a good fatality. The CGI was good. You know, the in keep- how in keeping it was with the video game. There was a couple aspects that we didn't like, but overall, I thought it was overall it was a, a solid movie, and I I've seen it since it came out. I want to say like four or five <laughs> times. I I've only two full times, but it's pretty good. So how do you, how do you feel about it, Josh? Um, yeah, I'd give it a three. It's in game terms, I'd give it a three, but the you didn't land the fatality at the end of the third. That's round. kind of what I think yeah. too. Whatever that means, whatever. Yeah, you yeah whatever, whatever that means. Yeah, you messed up your button combination. You didn't perfect. That's a, I remember that that part. I remember yeah. about playing the game. That was so frustrating. You're like, finish him. Like I can't. Yeah, uppercut. <laughs> thumbs don't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna push you over. That's exactly how I feel yeah. about it. Because I mean, it was it was 
it was perfectly enjoyable and it basically it is exactly what it was supposed to be like there was nothing there was nothing off about it to the point where i was disappointed i just kind of wish there had been more than what i had seen in the trailer because you could have you kind of couldn't have shown less in the trailer either like you kind of had to be like here's some cool stuff <laughs> like yeah. everyone knows what mortal kombat is you kind of have to sell it yeah so, you're going to want to see this yeah. but yeah no i mean i liked it i i did i walked out happy so i mean i'm not one of those people where it's like it has to be the best movie i've ever seen or no. else the worst movie i've ever seen like it was it was perfectly fine like i liked it so i got and one. i'm excited to see a sequel that i'm sure will be better absolutely so before we get out of here i got a follow-up bonus question is this the greatest video game movie of all time i know josh you no. just did a show on it a couple weeks ago so. yeah no no <laughs> I, I still think sonic and detective pikachu are better detective I, pikachu was dope sonic is actually in my queue i have not made it to it but i cannot wait i like detective people pikachu. say it's bad and i don't i loved it like, i loved it i can't wait for the next one yeah, it's perfect. It's and great. Sonic it's fan, exactly so. what it should be. I thought so, it was fantastic. Jim Carrey it, as Doctor Robotnik. Was is this better? Was need. this better than Mario Brothers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My only real problem is is I don't know that it was better than the original Mortal Kombat movie. Oh please, please! I come think on. I don't come think on. I don't think the original one's better. I just don't think this one is better than that either. Like. It's, They're both kind of on like the same page where it's like I need to go back and watch the ninety. You didn't you didn't nail the landing, but it's still it's perfectly enjoyable. That's movie. a good that was a fun like, movie. I watched yeah. that movie a lot. I worked at a Walmart. I, I've watched it a bunch too. I I I think this may be recency bias. I don't know, but like I do feel like this one was a was a better movie. Um, well, think how the game's changed too. So it's so on. Yeah. It's so like. The game is so much different too, so it's hard to That's judge. Fair. That's you know, fair. I mean, you were getting eight pixels to to make build fine, a movie off uh, of in Jean Claude Van Damme. I need. Yeah, to I mean, the more. original movie is not great, but I mean, at least you get a tournament. And you get a lot of characters from the video games. Like it's that's just, true. That's true. They, both of these movies are exactly what they're supposed to be. <laughs> well, let's just hope that Annihilation isn't in store for this one. Yeah, Jesus Christ. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst movie ever. So, so Josh, before we get out of here, first of all, I want to say thanks for coming on and spending the time with us. This was, a, this was an awesome guest appearance. I'm glad me and you finally got to work together. We got something else coming up. I'll just spill the beans. We're planning on doing an Invincible uh, series review show. Okay. Really I have so much to say. I, yeah, I it's, it's, it's absolutely one of my favorite shows that I've ever watched in my life, and I can't wait to do it. And Josh was nice enough to agree yeah. to do it. So the we got that coming up. has affected me on an emotional <laughs> level for days now. <laughs> yes. So. As both a father and a son. <laughs> yeah, right? Those, those are some of the best shows. I, I totally get it. So, uh, Josh, tell everybody, tell everybody where they can uh, find you. Tell them what, you know, your podcast and all the good, all the good stuff. Oh, sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This was this was awesome. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm Josh. I'm the host of the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Uh, me and a few. It was me, and my friend Ben, but now it's me and a few uh, different people, cast of characters. Um, we do a twice a week show, Monday and Fridays, where we do uh, a lot of movie commentaries. We do like news and reviews of movies. I'd like to do a lot more movie reviews. Um, and then we'll do like special topics or we'll have guests on and play Jeopardy or um, just interview people about their show or, or whatnot. And yeah, it's just a, it's a lot of fun. We try to cover everything in nerd culture. So 
Uh, check us out. We are on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. Yes, I, I highly I'm recommend. Right I'm, a, I'm a I'm a huge fan, huge listener. Um, ever since I think the first one I listened to was Top Gun back in the summer. <laughs> That's um, our highest downloaded episode. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it, it's just I don't know. So I've I mean, I've listened to a bunch of them, and you're and you know you're a guest on a lot of shows too. I catch you on a lot of other shows. So doing some yeah, good I'm trying to be now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're doing good work out. I appreciate it. So, oh, Steven, I am following you guys. Cool. I just wanted to make sure I'm on Twitter now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, Steven, if you're not too busy, tell everybody where they can find you. I'm sorry. I was just looking up the um, <laughs> FNB and on, on Twitter right now, and I already am following them. So um, as for me, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at Steven BTG. That BTG stands for breaking the game, which is actually the basketball podcast that me and my buddy Austin Carr co-host. So Josh, I try to be well-rounded. I try to be as equally athletic centered and also nerd centered i try to you know left brain right brain type thing going on there (laughs) but um you can follow me on twitter there um if you want to follow my basketball podcast it's available at at um btg nba pod on facebook instagram and twitter um and as far as the the nerd part of me that's all on jeff needs help uh jeff and i (laughs) do a lot of work together and it's been it's been fun kind of spreading my wings and getting into podcasting on that aspect too. And Jeff, I can't thank you enough for letting me be on your show and getting to meet great people like Josh, who otherwise, you know, our paths would have never have crossed if not been for you, man. So I appreciate it. <laughs> no, you guys are both great. Uh, you guys know me. I do Jeff needs help. Jeff needs sports. Uh, you find me on Twitter at J hunt double Oh six. Um, I'm always somewhere. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not hard to get hold of me. Um, you know, anybody, uh, anybody wants to come on the show or has great ideas for a show, whatever, just hit me up. Most of all, I thank everybody that listens and watch. Uh, thank Josh Gilstrap for stopping by tonight. DJ for stopping by tonight. Two other great podcasts. Shout out to them, man. Appreciate y'all interacting. Go go check them out. Um, and, uh, so that's it. I appreciate everybody watches, listens, be kind to each other, have a great week and, uh, we'll see you soon, everyone. Thanks guys. Much, Much love everybody.